like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years. Flex 7 outer shell fabric delivers a perfectly broken in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 outer shell fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tencatafabrics.com slash flex7. Flex 7, powered by enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Sons of the Flag Radio is brought to you by Fire Engineering Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I think it's important that every time we do one of these intros, we do a quick overview of what Sons of the Flag is. So if you're tuning in, listening, you have a better understanding of who we are. Sons of the Flag was founded in 2012 to show support for one burn survivor. Sons of the Flag has now evolved into a nonprofit organization that's fully committed to revolutionizing burn care for veterans, first responders, and civilian burn survivors by providing funding for innovative research fellowship for doctors to further their training in treating additional burn survivors as we go forward, and also showing support for those who have been impacted by a traumatic burn. Sons of the Flag is at the forefront of advancing burn technologies and advancements through surgical procedures, and we continually do address needs for every age group, ethnicity, and geographic location without, within the United States. So to that end, Sons of the Flag brings together pioneering physicians who are leaders in their field, experienced military service members, dedicated first responders, passionate civilians, and burn survivors that will help us complete this mission. So over the last 10 years, we're what, on year 12? Yes, sir. Right now? Yeah. Because uh, it's 2024. If yep. you do simple math. <laughs> uh, so, Sons of the Flag, is, we've also partnered with prominent burn units throughout the country, including UT Southwestern and Parkland Hospital right here in Dallas, Texas, uh, John Hopkins Burn Center in Baltimore, Maryland, the DuPont Children's Hospital in Wilmington, Delaware, the Brigham and Women's Hospital at Harvard University in Boston, the Legacy Oregon Burn Center in Portland, and the University of South Florida, Tampa General Burn Unit, Bay Pines, Florida, VA, and the Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio. We communicate with doctors, nurses, social workers, and child life specialists who request on behalf of their patients varies uh, for whatever request they have on behalf of their patients uh, to each burn survivor situation. So with that being said, that's Sons of the Flag. And so as we start every one of our episodes off, we read the uh, the names of the fallen since our last show, but also pausing for our fellow law enforcement and military veterans that we've lost during that time too. So Jeffrey Skaggs, Ralph Stigbauer, Stigbauer Richard Miller, Lamont Killian Jr., Charles Gallant, Robert Wysong, and Ryan Pleasance. The unfortunate thing, that's the list for the end of the year, uh, including that's, that's, one that's already occurred this year so far. So uh, well, that's a, that's, I think that's the shortest list we've ever had. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, thankfully it is that short. And so um, it'd be nice to see that list continue to get smaller and smaller, but um, yeah. it's the fire service and, you know, this is part of the job, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, our thoughts, prayers go out to every single person that was ever affected, their families, uh, those that were affected, the crews, all that. Um, but tonight, um, we have an awesome show. Again, you know, Sherry pulling her magic, uh, <laughs> pulling his magic, just bringing some of the greatest people into Sons of the Flag and kind of letting the world know who we are from a different point of view, right? You hear me and Landon talk about it all the time, but I think it's important that we get to hear from people of a different perspective. Um, and Ace Lane is heavily involved with Sons of the Flag. You've known Bird for how long? I think since 2011 or 2012. All right. Yeah. So, so seriously, yeah, since, Brad, uh, since its inception. inception. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, he, 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 he not, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. So we got a little, I think the delay on my, got end. a little delay. Yeah. No, I, I so, think it's fantastic. I mean, you've seen Sons of the Flag grow from a viewpoint that most of us have not. I joined around 2017, and I've seen what it was at the time to where we're at now. Um, and so I think it's awesome for people to kind of hear it from you 
um, your story and how you've gotten tied into Sons of the Flag and kind of what you've seen change and what do you want to see Sons continue to do, kind of to do in the future. And so, so Ace, our guest, Ace Lane. Yeah. So uh, not really sure. Do you want me to sum up my experience with uh, tell tell us uh, tell us about your first you know first meeting bird and then first learning about sons of the flag um okay. and, and kind of yeah. uh, the relationship going from there okay well there's there's a guy i work with in texas and um i took him on a mountain bike ride here in colorado where i live and uh he said i think i have someone that you guys would really connect and uh he briefly talked about the birdman which is funny cuz my youngest son is also called the birdman <laughs> um so i call ryan the other bird bird man i go you can't be the first one so uh, so and my youngest is a very he's a very um competitive ski racer he's over in europe right right now so he's the bird man over there but uh so anyways my friend um organized the meeting at, De at dia so i flew to dia Denver International Airport, and Ryan, the Birdman, flew flew there. We met at a restaurant at the airport, and within five minutes, I felt like I knew him my whole life. So it was pretty, and it's been the same ever since. Never anything different. He's he he knows he could call me at a moment's notice. I'd be there. I know the same about about him. So um, very few people I know that have that kind of sense of honor um so it's something we need in our society and he definitely is a man that demonstrates that yeah well and you have a when when he decided to start this born burn organization you have a unique perspective on that tell us tell us about your uh your injury and and kind of how that came about well i'll try and sum up how much do you want me to sum up the floor the floor is open for you sir <laughs> uh well i was in so I was uh, raised in a family that had a lot of ranching and farming background. And I was the youngest of six by a long shot. So my brothers and sisters were way ahead of me. I think I was a spaghetti dinner deep in the marriage. So anyways, um, so, so my brothers and stuff were putting in fence posts. And, you know, me as a seven-year-old, I guess, is probably when I started. Um so I got into a, I got into a welding accident when I was pretty young when I was 11 and I was um I was a pretty good football player. <laughs> I went to a school at that point which was um sort of ahead of the curve on how they prepared football players so they started us like in second grade. So anyways, um I got pretty severe burn so I, I'm heading into my 60th surgery here in about four days um yeah. not all of them are burn related most of them um anyways uh so on that path which um i can say this i have a life filled with grace a lot of amazing people have gone out of their way for me and helped and supported me um, so I, uh, when I first got injured, you know, football was done and then, um, but I couldn't let go of it. So the next year I came back after many, many sur surgeries and <clears throat> I was pretty vulnerable. I was pretty scarred, scarred up <clears throat> and I, um, I wore a hat everywhere cause I was embarrassed for how I looked. And uh, the first year I came back to football, the coaches were amazing to me. And they weren't – they were pretty tough coaches. They usually pounded pe people, but for some reason they were pretty kind to me. Anyways, before the fire and after the fire even more so. So um, uh, my first year back, it was terrible. I had no confidence. I was skinny. I couldn't do shit. And then my second year back, I, I threw away that hat. I said goodbye. And, um, <laughs> and, um, sorry about this. Oh, you're good, brother. 
Uh, so my second year back, um, it was a different year. I uh, I got my shit together. I was still light and skinny. I was just fast, and the coaches were supportive, so I brought it. And um, I had been a quarterback, but because my left hand had been so in, injured, they switched me to both sides of the ball, running back and linebacker. And um, uh, then by my eighth grade year, I was captain of the team, and our coaching staff was always winning, not because we were the best. We were the best coached. Um, and so I was captain of the team, and that year I was also put on the high school varsity team. And I was only like 109 pounds. I was little. Oh, wow. I was just fast. So anyways, um, I went on from, from there. I, was, I loved ski racing. And um, so I continued. I focused my passion on that. And uh, after 18 years of competing, my last nine years was on the Pro Tour. I, I won a Pro Tour, and that was like a super big high, highlight. Nice. And it was a lot of work and recovery and, you know, surgeries and working out and a lot of spiritual growth and came down to – the last day, the last run, I ended up winning. It's pretty wow. awesome. Um, from from there, I, uh, I happened to graduate college, which was pretty amazing. <laughs> and then I uh, I designed and built a water ski lake um, after um, I retired from ski, ski racing. And um, that turned out to be uh, successful. I was... Seems kind of scary going into it. Didn't know what I was getting into, but it felt like a good idea. Anyways, um, so we we sell memberships on the lake. We've been sold out for many years, and we've held triathlons there to benefit Sons of the, of the Flag, and we've raised um, a fair amount of money. Then we had some forest fires come through, and so we've been stalled on doing those mm -hmm. since then. And um I have three awesome sons who are my heroes, and um, and I have a good life. I have a great puppy dog. I have a good girlfriend, and uh, I love where I live and get to meet cool cool guys like you guys. Hell I yeah! Have some, I get to, I have some great friends. That's phenomenal. You know, listening to your story, you know, I think you're the true definition of what resiliency is, right? And I, I think that's hearing that story takes me back to Shay's story, right? And just overcoming an extreme adversity and, you know, it's such a you, young, it's such a young age too, like, and, and having to shift your perspective so quickly. I mean, we, we work with so many young kids who, who have been burned and, and for them to be able to kind of look at this and say, you know, somebody, somebody else did it. And I know, I, I know I can at the same time, but, the thing is, what I love is, I mean, you went to school the first year with the hat on. And the second year, you took it off. And that's like, to me, it's telling me, this is me. This is my new coming. I'm here. Um, stop me. <laughs> and, and I think that's, I mean, I, when I hear your voice talk about it, I can hear the emotion in your voice. And I think that just speaks volumes. Because even if you're not a, you know, you, you never were burned, right? We're thinking about also families, right? We're looking at everybody in society. I think you nailed it perfectly too, you know, the way that you and Burb had that type of relationship that we got to have that camaraderie back in society. We've got to be loving each other and taking care of each other. And I think that's extremely important, but we've also got to respect other people, right? When we deal with these types of incidents, you know, these types of events, it's extremely life-changing for this group of individuals. And so as a society, we've got to learn to adapt and, and welcome them in because it takes a tribe to make everything happen. You know, if we start doing this thing on an individual, individualistic type level, then we're going to keep seeing some of these kids not, re, you know, progressing in society. We're going to see people continue to regress through their therapies and whatnot. But having a mindset that I'm going to take the hat off. I, I I think that just speaks volumes. And I mean, I think that's how you could define yourself. I took my hat off. Here I am. I'm super liberated. As soon as I took it off, I was just so happy to 
not be hiding underneath that anymore. That and then I, just me, I just charged ahead. There was obviously a lot of challenges and weird shit that went on, but I mean, that's a whole nother story. So, but you know, the, I, I, you know, I have this great life. So, um, well, it, it's, it's when you have a surgery coming up, when was your last surgery uh, that involved the, for, for the burns? Uh, that was a, with Dr. Lon, who's with Sons of the Flag in mm-hmm. Florida, in Tampa. And um, that was my most recent one. That was in October. And um, so that was a full thickness graft on my neck. Um, I, I keep, it's just been like this, it's been a, it's been a process because mm-hmm. I've outgrown it and I expand it and obviously um yeah so i need to kind of keep moving with it and um that surgery happened to be very successful the next one i go to california it's not a sons of the flag uh it's related to the burns and that um and i'm not trying to like boohoo ace i'm just this is you know i've had a very active life athletically yeah and and the scar tissue is pulled on my neck hard. I've also had some pretty bad crashes, um, but the, I lost quite a number of discs in my neck. So this next surgery will be disc replacement surgery in California. And um, it's related to crashes and also the scar tissue pulling so hard on my neck and me, you know, fighting it to do what I do. You know, it- you're bringing up a great point. And, and, you know, we've talked about this with other um, survivors that we've, we've encountered is that the initial burn itself, right? The, re- the recovery period is one thing, but you have a life, a prolonged life of things that are going to be happening. Like you were saying, you've got to continue to grow with the scar tissue. It's going to keep causing issues and we're going to have to continue the process to keep making life. Well, you know, the quality of life, everybody fantastic. And just it's it's a continuing process. Just because we get everything corrected in the short time, there's a long term process that we've got to be invested in. And I think that's one thing that it's hard for I think the common public to understand is that there's now a lifetime of things that are going to continue to occur. It's not just this one stop shop that we're here. Um, Sons of the flag and other great organizations that are out there that are going to be fully invested in making sure that you guys that have gone through these traumatic experiences are getting the quality care to get back to that quality of life that you strive for. And I, I think that's a part of burns that's truly overlooked. And, um, and it's unfortunate because there is a long-term effect that um, most people are not aware of. So um, when you were initially burned, you said it was a welding accident, correct? Yeah. What was your uh, initial burn percentage? Do you remember? Yeah, it was um, 40% was third degree. Can't remember what percentage was um, second degree. <laughs> and then um, some of it was worse than that because I lost um, some ligaments in my left hand. Okay. Um, and yeah, I've had a number of surgeries on my hand and my hand works great. I just can't, I can't open it all the way. Right. Um, actually caused a lot of, horse collar tackles when I played football. Right. <laughs> You're the reason they have the penalty now. <laughs> yeah. My dad thought it was cool. Is he gave me a, this nickname, the 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 headhunter. He was not one to hand out compliments, but I remember that one. That's well. awesome. You know, when you were talking about your football coaches, you know, I, I, I saw it get kind of emotional when he talked about the impact that they had do you have a specific coach that truly had an impact on your recovery process? I don't know about the recovery process, but he just, he always saw me for, for me. And I was always willing to, before I got injured as well. Um, yeah. Um, I had rheumatic fever, but like when I was six, I missed a year of school because of that as well. Um, but that was like, you know, that was like a bowl of cereal compared to um, <laughs> this other stuff. But um, so he, uh, 
don't know, he sort of picked me out. And he was he was one of those old school coaches. He, I think he was a professional athlete himself. And he was a hard ass. And he would just work kids over. But for me, he was always, always like, you know, you know, showing me up. And when I came back, he knew I, he had to have known I was scared. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, he had all the teams kneel down and, um, fuck. And, uh, welcome me back. Yeah. And he just talked about my character. <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah. Can't even imagine. I'm just, I mean, I'm picturing, I've got, I mean, goosebumps right now just thinking yeah. about that. Because, I mean. And as, as a young a, man, a young to, to, yeah, to, to have to step into that role and, and take that on and to have someone support and, and, and kind of acknowledge that is, is that's, that's one. Thank you for opening up about that. That's, that's truly incredible. And I mean, again, it's, you know, we talk about being able to kind of forge a path for the burn survivors that we're going to meet down the road and how we can get them to a place of normalcy. You know, birds, birds, big thing, especially with Tampa surgery is that, you know, we can't fix everything, but we want to get you back to a state of being able to do something with your life and being able to, you know, be right. somebody in and, and, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it takes a village sometimes and, and it's, it's really humbling and and it's a it's a blessing to hear that you know you had that kind of village behind you and and what more of a what more of a village than a football team right no it was, it was to have him have to have him stop practice which was not his mo at all and have everybody kneel down and you know inter, introduce me back and um you know like i said i had a shitty year um but the next year i came back um but he was always he was always bringing me up and use, using me as an example. And um, it, it, it carried on to my other coaches too, my lacrosse coaches, my ski coaches. They all, you know, they seemed to see me. And so um, for a guy that didn't feel good about how he looked for quite a while, um, it was good to be seen by these high-end coaches and, you know, when they, brought me to some pretty high 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 level athletics helped me demonstrate um you know and so they were super supportive my teammates were also great uh as amazing um i uh i don't know how much depth you guys want we'd love to be able to show again it's 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 such a great message not just for the firefighters but for you know the people that we work with being able to point them at somebody like yourself who's who can talk about these things and what they've come through well so i um during high school and before you know you'd have these away games and you'd have it was it was it was gang showers right and um i just was too embarrassed to have anybody seen see my scars i wouldn't do it right. i i hardly even looked at them you know i tried to just not even look in the mirror for a long time um i just tried to, to charge ahead anyways when we go to away games you know we'd be all muddy and you know, grass and and i would just never take a shower but not once did a teammate or a coach ever say a word to me like, hey, Ace, like, why weren't you showering, dude? What, what the fuck's up with that, you dirty motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> we are constantly giving – we are giving each other so much shit. It was a constant shit – I mean, talk about a shit show, but this was a fun shit show. Yeah. <laughs> it was giving each other a lot of shit. But when it came to that, they were all quiet. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's, certain, that's a certain type of understanding that I don't think – really many people come across at all. No, I was very, that was a lot of grace. Then in college, I just was like, fuck this. I don't care what people see or think, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, sometimes people would give me shit about it and I could get, I could get aggressive. 
Well, I never was in a fight that didn't have a referee. (laughs) 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 All for the best. (laughs) Every time I I just keep listening to you speak and I I listen to you and and as I'm hearing you you talk, you know, I'm going back to my son, you know, who's eight, he'll be nine this year. And I'm just sitting there thinking about how, you know, if this were to happen to him or if he were to have a friend that would ever encounter this, and, I, and I'd pray to God that they would show the grace and love that I think that you felt going through this most difficult point of your life. And, man, I just, it, it, I wish I could figure out who your coach was and your teammates were because. Um, what an example that, to set. That, that, that's that's life-changing stuff because they gave you an option. You know, they either could build you up or they could tear yeah. you down. And let's, let's not mince words. Kids can be, kids can be cruel. Oh, kids are I, assholes. Yes. <laughs> there was, there was, there was I, was to, some, I was trying to be nice, but no, no, there was, no. Definitely, there was definitely some, some, some very tough shit in that area. Um, hence, hence the, the, the hat. And, um, but, um, then you know, getting rid of the hat, which is pretty symbolic, I guess, yeah. super liberating. But yeah, you know, it carried a host of challenges. But you know, there's so many people that have so much more. I mean, my life is is like cheesecake compared to a lot of people's lives, and I know that. So, yeah. and, what do you um, do? You also, you also built that, and and in spite of all the difficulties, and and that's that's such a that's such an awesome thing to see. You know, and, 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 you know, he brought up Shay and, uh, you know, Shay having his burns and, and then becoming, you know, doing the triathlons and, and, and just all this crazy stuff around the world. And, and it's, 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 it's truly, you know, I, every time we, we speak to a burn survivor who's overcome so much, you know, Bemis and I tell them how inspiring it is. And they, they have a tendency of, <laughs> of being like, ah, it's not, it's not that inspiring, but it truly, it truly, truly is. And and from, from our perspective, and I think from a lot of people's perspective as well. Well, I think my son, my middle son, um, worked with Shay on, um, on Birdman's last project when they went around the world. Yeah. And so he, he got to be friends with Shay and he, Shay actually got in, con- got in contact with me and helped me on, 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 understand more about i think dr lawn and um a full thickness graft and it's what helped me along in that last surgery so um it's been great great having my boys get to know the bird man and um and just having that connection and my son um who's probably one of the better slalom skiers in the world had seven knee surgeries so he's not doing that anymore so he helps the bird man a little bit with his project projects and um and he's he's uh, studying to become a pilot. Oh so, wow! So. Yeah, Todd so, Hornbuckle will be a great person to talk to there. Yeah, Ooh. Todd Hornbuckle was a uh, is a pilot for Delta, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But he yeah, was but he in just a got reinstated. Yeah, he just got reinstated. He was in a plane crash, uh, unfortunately, and he was burned. Uh, he protecting his daughter. Uh, from oh, I flying. talked to him. Yeah, yeah, and he would, he would be great. a great source to talk to. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, <laughs> he got the. Yeah. He, he spoke at our uh, uh, one of our events, and man, you want to talk about a guy with a, a knockout sense of humor and just like the a vibrance about him? It's it's pretty incredible. But you know, this it's great that we're talking about Todd real quick, also because hearing hearing your story, you Shay and Todd all have something in common, and that is overcoming every damn obstacle laid before you. And you guys were at the peak in your prime, and. You were hell bent and set on playing football, and then you became a professional skier. You said uh, downhill skier is what you were, racer. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Todd, great U two pilot, and then Delta pilot being reinstated, not giving up his dreams. And you have Shay, world renowned triathlon champion. I mean, I don't know how I, what fifteen triathlons or whatever he's at now. <laughs> I forgot what the number was. But like hearing those messages and then hearing where you went from as a young kid and that resilience key re- resiliency kicked in, you ended up becoming a very successful downhill skier. And I, I, I think that's huge. It, y'all, it, it echoes the same message that everybody needs to continue to hear. Like, it's not done. It's not done. 
there, there are great things ahead of you. You've got to push through. You got to work your ass off. It's going to be so damn hard. But that's what I love about this organization and what I love about Bird. We have the resources in place that we're going to push you across that finish line. We're not going to stop. And I, and I think hearing y'all's messages really reiterates that that all of us here at Sons of the Flag, we're going to push you across. We're working with you on this all the way through. And I and I and I just God, I just I don't know. I I feel like I haven't done a damn thing when I hear all you guys talk. <laughs> I, I, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I, I feel it all. Yeah. Oh. Everybody's I, I, I love it. Everybody's life has challenges. It does, man. And, and you know, everybody's – you said it earlier, everybody's challenges are different. You don't know the backstories half the time. But everybody's got some sort of challenge or some sort of obstacle that they got to overcome. But let's talk about – I'm interested in hearing the skiing. I, you know, I want to hear a little bit more about the professional side of your skiing career, you know, the successes you achieved with that, especially, you know, being a burn survivor and overcoming those obstacles. I think that's a huge thing. Uh to really talk about because you know like zach learned to shoot a gun yeah <laughs> uh, last year or the year before and you know and he's beating I, I people hearing these types of stories is absolutely amazing well um so i was in we we're living in chicago at the time um and uh yeah we came out to call to colorado to go on a ski vacation and I just fell in love with it when I was like six years old. But of course there wasn't much skiing to be done in um, Chicago area. area. So I just looked yeah. all summer. And, um, and so anyways, I think, um, I think I was 13. So a couple of years after my injury, um, I went to, the ski racing camp in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, because I really wanted to ski race. And I never had. I didn't know anything about it. And the camp was filled with all these, um, I think, you know, kids like probably 12 to 25, you know, and um, a lot of high-level skiers. And um, I was certainly very <laughs> – I was very embarrassed because my first year there – they had six groups and, you know, the first group was the best. The sixth group was, you know, the worst. So they put me in the sixth group. I was bummed. Plus yeah. I was, I was, I was healing and going through my stuff. And, uh, you know, this was really a big dream of mine. So, um, I went home. Now, hey, on, were those predetermined spots or they based upon, okay. no, they they evaluated your skiing okay in in a in a race course which i think i had only been in like maybe two or three times and okay. all the other athletes and kids that were there you know they were from colorado or somewhere and they were ski racers um i, I just wanted to be one so anyways uh i went home and i just thought about ski racing all the time i'd be in math class and my, I'd just be drifting off thinking about running gates, you know, and um, I just was in love with it. So that winter, we went on another ski vacation for like probably a week and a half, but no gates, no training, no coaching, nothing. And so the next summer, I went back to the same camp, um, Pepe Stiegler's racing camp, pretty famous ski, ski racer um, from Austria. And, uh, so uh, I, I was. They evaluated me again. I was in the number one group. So I got this award, and uh, you know, it was because I was thinking about it. I wasn't actually doing it. I was thinking about it. Yeah. I, I thought about. I was just thinking about how that turn would feel and what I had to do to get there, and all all the things that I had learned by absolutely sucking the first year I was there, and. Um, and so then it sort of took off from there. And then I uh, um, try to sum this up. I pushed it really hard. I, I, I think I started to work too too hard. And I sort of lost some of the joy for it. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to ski for a college and get a degree and um, take it easy. And I had a big spiritual shift. Um, and so I stopped working as hard. And all of a sudden, it got fun again. 
And all these guys that were kicking my ass, all of a sudden I was faster than they were. And then um, after that, I jumped on the Pro Tour, and it seemed to fit my personality. So um, I think the first year I had a – on the Canadian Tour, I think I had a ranking of 600. <laughs> then my second year, I was 13th. Oh, my God. Jeez. And then – and then, um, then my fourth year, I no, it was my in '87. I won. How many years into it was I? I guess it was my fifth year. Um, yeah, I won a pro tour. Um, it was nine combined races, and that was a big deal for for me. So, um, and then I kept competing after that. Um, and I got married in, during that period as well. And um, I also graduated from college, which was uh, kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a good student at the things I liked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was a business major, but all my worst grades were in business and all my, all my A's were in uh, physics and art. So... Um, <laughs> So that's why it took me seven years to get my bachelor's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it took me a while to get my degree. (laughs) Well, Ace, we're we're coming to the we're coming to the end of it, and we we always like to hear not only these stories, but if you could say something to a newly burned individual that's 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 just beginning their journey and and is looking for some some optimism and just it's some some sort of something to hold on to what what would you say to them what what's something that advice that you could give them uh keep track of the big picture and let love guide you i love that keep track of the big picture and let love guide you that's that's an incredible message to send to them and and our our job like bema says is to to get with those burn survivors and to share messages like yours and, and to keep them going and to help them find their new normal. Hey, cool. before we have to go, I do have one question. What's next for you, Ace? Like your story has been just so phenomenal. What's next for you? What, what do you want to achieve next? Um, I've been designing uh, sustainable c- communities and um, there's one I've been designing and it's just coming to, you can, if you're interested, you can look it up online. It's called the Tree Farm, and it's a project just outside of Aspen, Colorado. And um, we're going to be finishing going vertical on that probably in about a year. And it's oh, designed wow. it's designed around a ski lake, so it's designed around joy, and uh, it's a it's a different kind of sustainable. And there's a, a lot of there's all the other sustainables that everyone talks about, but then there's the ones that they don't talk about, and that's joy. And uh, so this community is built around what I like to call the the social green, which is having fun, having people active, having people doing things, demonstrating, finding out what they can do and pushing it and finding out how much more that they can do than they had ever thought. And so that's, the triathlons that we've had here and the motocross events. And we have a lot of winter rally events, uh, you know, race car driving. Um, we're, hopefully we're having a big Porsche event here in about three weeks. Um, it looks like it's going to happen. So they're bringing 50 cars out and we built a big, um, a, a big, a big track for them to uh, compete on and show their, show their cars and, yeah, so it's that's kind of what I'm doing right right now. I'm pretty exhausted from it, so I think uh, <laughs> um, that sounds like a big undertaking. Yeah, it's bigger than I ever thought. Um, <laughs> so m- maybe uh, something more along the lines of that, but I have a a bigger support team to help me pull it, to pull it off. But right now, I got to finish this one. So the truefarm.com. So if people want to check it out, they can go in there, log on and check it out there. Awesome. 
man. Rock and roll. Yeah, we're closing on the time. I I personally can't thank you enough. Um, Absolutely. Your your story it's it's hit hard, and man, I'm just I'm I'm amazed to even be sitting here talking with you. Um, <laughs> it's it's I mean, and I'm being serious about this. Your story is it's it's life changing, and um, and I I can't thank you enough. I know some of the, the, the deeper, you know, hurt is still there. I shouldn't say hurt. The, the deeper emotions are still there. And um, I just can't thank you enough for opening up your heart and telling the world who Ace really is. And I, I think that speaks volumes of you. And me personally, I wish you nothing but the greatest success going forward because I don't know what else the hell you have left to do, man. You've, <laughs> you've accomplished a lot. So uh, it, it's unbelievable to hear you, man. Well, thanks to you guys for – for listening, and, I, and I've had a, so much su- support um, from spiritual and friends and people and coaches, um, dogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm grateful to to all of them and grateful that you guys want to listen and see stuff, and I hope it's helpful to all, others and there's, like I said earlier, there's certainly so many people that have been through so much worse shit. So, um, I, I consider my life full of grace. You, you need to write a book is what you need to do. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm telling you, you can, you can <laughs> we'll have you on again for that people. one. Yeah. Well, Ace, thank you so much for joining us, brother. We, we really appreciate it. We're going to be throwing this up on fireengineering.com and we certainly look forward to seeing and talking to you again. Uh, right, hey, thanks sure. you guys. Yeah, Thank you, you can find this episode and everything else uh, on Sons of the Flag. Uh, any of our social media at Sons of the Flag, Sons of the Flag.org. Go look up there, burn information. Um, God, thanks. <laughs> it, thanks. It's, yeah, this has been good. So I, I truly, bottom of my heart, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank hey, you. Thanks. Thank you guys for, for listening and going out and helping so many other, other people. Absolutely. Hell yeah, we're, we're not going to stop. Yeah, good for you. All right, well, <laughs> we'll charge on. Thank see you, brother. brother. All right, see you, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Man. Dang, man, that was that, that, that got intense. I'm telling you, dude, that hit me. I, I, I'm thankful I have glasses on so you can't see my real eyes. But uh, put some light in here because I noticed I got a little dark there, but that's uh, – not I went ahead. And I, I didn't plan on purchasing that Zoom that Zoom deal, but once he started getting into his story, I was like, "Screw it! I'm going to spend the extra sixteen bucks because I want to hear, I want to hear what he had to say." And that's uh, uh, it's it's interesting to see how you know even with everything that he's overcome, there's certain there's certain things that are still fresh whenever he talks about you know, and yeah. and I think that that type of vulnerability really shows when others look at this, it shows you know you there are going to be seeds of that still there. But the overcoming side of it is so fucking awesome. It's that's yeah. so damn cool, man. I, you know, it's so funny, man. And I, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but I hear his story, and you know, I think about when he was at that age going to play football. What do you say around eleven? Mm-hmm. And you know, I I remember the football coaches that I encountered. You know, I thought they were making my life hell. Yeah, and they weren't. They were they were building you up, and the fact that he noticed that through his coach speaks. I mean, I I wish I could meet this guy. Like I swear to God, I wish yeah, I, I know, right? Yeah, I was thinking like, the exact same thing. I just want to shake your hand and say thank you, yeah, because you molded an extremely amazing individual, yeah, because you saw something greater. And and well, anybody in fire service right now, like this is a leadership one hundred and one. Like yeah. this is what we have to live by. You have to have that impact on everybody you encounter, right? Here at Sons of the Flag, anytime we encounter a burn patient, they need to feel that type of connection, that type of love. And we make sure that you get that through the fire service, through whatever your profession may be, you've got to show that kind of compassion and respect. It might be coming off as being a hard ass, right? But the message has to be clear and concise that I care for you. I truly do love you. And I'm going to give you what's best for you. And yeah. That and I, there's I, there's I, those moments for there's those moments to be to be the hard ass and then there's moments to be to be the vulnerable and to be the open and, and to recognize yeah. that people are going through certain things. You know, it's it's 
it it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Don, you know, talking about joining the military at 17 years old. And, you know, yeah. he, he was like, I thought they hated me, but they were really just trying to save my life. You know, yeah. they, they didn't want to see me see me die. And, and yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, whenever you're joining a sports team like that, they don't want to see you fail. They got to be on top of you. They can't let you break. But at the same time, you know, those there's those individuals who want to look out for you and and can understand what you're going through at the same time as building you up, breaking you down and building you up. Yep. No, I think that's the whole purpose of when you go to boot camp is for that. They're not there to they're, they're there to be jerks. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they're there to break <laughs> you down. You know, I was about to like say, have you ever fire, met Mitch? <laughs> yeah. Just like the fire academy, right? I mean, everybody's like, all right, this guy's a hard ass. This company officer's a hard ass. This battalion chief's a hard ass. There's a vested interest there. And, you know, and you know, talking about the coaches, it was so funny because the guy that I thought was the biggest jerk, I just instructed one of his courses and he's now in the fire service. He's been in the fire service for several years, but he's getting a certification. And I'm like, I know you. And we made that connection. And I'm like, it's come full circle because it wasn't ever out to get me. His whole job at the whole time was to build me up to be better. And he's got me into the fire service. He's got me where I'm at now. And it's just so cool to see these types of stories come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. See see the overall success. I'm telling you, he has got to write a book. Yes. Taking the hat off is what I'm calling the title. Taking the the hat off. Taking the hat off. And I just, um, golly, man, that was. Yeah. What a, what a, what a metaphor and description just for, just for overcoming a challenge. And, Golly. And now he's building a community. And now he's building a community. <laughs> I mean, that's so cool. So like, what's left to do? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. God love Ace, man. This dude, it's like, I'm bored. I mean, I'm going to find him. <laughs> and I, I, well, brothers, just, I've got to, I've got to hit the road. We yeah. got to, we, we got to go get my nephew. We're going to spend the weekend with him. Uh, but, yes. So Bemis have, Close us out. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Fire Engineering, as always, thank you for having us on. Yeah, Fire Engineering, Blog Talk Radio. Look us up on all social media by typing in at Sons of the Flag, sonsoftheflag.org if you want to get involved. Look for event info if you want to join the task force. Hit us up. We'll get you with Greg, Landon, or Sherry, myself. If you need a burn application, it's on there. Get the process started. Get a hold of Sherry. I'm telling you, we're going to change the world, and we have not stopped doing that. So Hell no, 12 years, baby. 12 years. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart personally for allowing this platform to do what it does, um, allowing Ace's message to get out. And thank you again, Landon and Cherry, for having full faith and allowing this silly guy to. Hey, man. I, would wanna, I never want to do this without you. What are you talking Dude, about? Yeah, no. Thank <laughs> you guys. Um, I hope everybody has a great start to 2024. Look forward to the rest of the year with this show. As always, and stay safe and always keep the mission first. Thank you oh, guys. Yeah. See y'all later. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of Enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by Enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics.
Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. The Fire Store, equipping protectors with passion. Every decision the Fire Store makes as a company is about its customers. As the holiday season has quickly approached, explore a wide selection of unique and practical gifts at the Fire Store's gift center. Find the perfect presence for firefighters, EMTs, and first responders today. The Fire Store's goal is to get you the gear you need when you need it at prices you can afford. Visit thefirestore.com for everything but the truck and shop its family of brands including Streamlight, MSA, Lion, Fleer, and more. 